EMS One Academy, a training solution designed for EMS chiefs, offers more than 200 courses and 250 hours of continuing education. Our modern learning solution includes flexible reporting capabilities and features to upload agency-specific courses and track credentials for recertification. Easily streamline daily administrative workflow with EMS One Academy. Start your free trial. Visit www.emsoneacademy.com slash insideems. Well, once again, here we go inside EMS. I'm your host, Chris Sabalero, and we have nine shopping days left till Christmas. And I am giving, I'm giving the gift of friendship for another year to my co-host, Kelly Grayson. KG, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, man. I, I just have to say, you're, you're giving, you, you need to, your, your gift of friendship you need to stop re-giving that. It's well, like the fruit. Well, it's like the fruit cake of, of Christmas gifts. Are you uh, kidding? The one you get from that from that decrepit old aunt every year that you send oh to somebody else. Oh my God, man! It's just yeah. But oh, here's gee, the thing. Here's the gee, thing. Thanks when, for the Christmas gift, Chris. Thanks. When you yeah. when you stop getting the fruit cake, you're like, what? how come I didn't get a fruit cake this year? Yeah. That's what the problem is. Yeah. So how things go? That's because my dentist finally got a hold of my aunt and told her to stop. I see. So how are things <laughs> going down there in world famous Pitkin, Louisiana? I heard you got some oh, snow. What's snow in yeah. Louisiana? Man, we got we got several inches, which is which is uh, uh, unusual for here. We got a uh, probably about two and a half inches where I lived, and and uh, about three inches down uh, um, where I work. Uh, froze one poor little Alzheimer's patient almost into a popsicle. Well, I I hear, though, that there are challenges with uh, the differences of inches at your house. So, Well, you know, there's there's men inches and there's women inches. I see. And, and never oh, the plane shall meet, oh, okay. so I'll, I'll, we'll just leave it at that. So, uh, yeah, hypothermia, bad case? Yeah, and interestingly enough, you know, the, the only... The only two really bad hypothermia cases I've ever had in my career were in North Louisiana in the middle of hot summertime. Uh, elderly, frail people in air conditioning, some air conditioning and soaking wet. Um, but this lady was uh, in, in legitimately cold conditions. They found her uh, in a in a uh, ditch half full of water with about an inch and a half of snow on top of her. And oh she my was goodness! A, she was a popsicle. She uh, the local hospital could barely get her warmed up with a bear hugger, and and after my rewarming attempts and, and stabilization and, and uh, theirs, uh, two or three hours of that before they shipped her to a, a larger hospital. Her core temp was only 91 degrees after about three hours of rewarming. So uh, pretty pretty uh, pretty rough stuff for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just crazy, man. So, yeah, man. you know, Kelly, we're getting to the end of the year. And as always, we like to count down some of the top stories of, uh, you know, 2017. But we're going to mm-hmm. start this show and we're going to talk about some of the top 10 strangest EMS calls of 2017. And, uh, you know, there are 10, and go ahead and check them out. We're going to throw a couple of them out. But we start off with number 10, Kelly Grayson. A man calls paramedics for himself after hitting five cars fleeing on foot. So basically, a man <laughs> hit five cars after dropping his grandmother off at a FEMA assistant <laughs> oh, location. God. And fled the scene. Hours later, the suspect called paramedics after fleeing to a Walmart to be treated for injuries. He could well, have... because of course that's where you flee when when you're uh, when you're a, a, 
a man who drops his grandma off a FEMA center, you you run to Walmart, you know, because Walmart is the nexus of all things redneck, right? Right, yeah, the nexus of all, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that uh, it really kind of struck me is at least he was seeking medical care. But, uh, you know, maybe this is something of the thing to come. You know, now that CVS has uh, got into the insurance business, maybe Walmart gets into the uh, urgent care business. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for a while there, they actually had, there were some urgent care clinics that were opening in Walmart, and I don't think that model try uh, actually um, uh, took off. But uh, for a while, they were trying to get into that. You know, you could go get your uh, your hair whacked off at Supercuts and then go get your STD treated at the urgent care clinic right next to them. And nice. then, and then go nice. get your, eye, and then go get your eyelash, uh, your eyeglass prescription taken care of it and great, pick up man. a subway on the way home. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> One stop shopping. I'm telling you, it is the nexus of all things redneck. Um, I particularly like number nine. Uh, patient escapes ambulance, stands naked 30 feet above the highway. Why do I a think you would like that? Why do I think a, that you would well, like that story? You, what, you know, a, a schizophrenic man escaped while being transported in an ambulance, and he climbed on a 30-foot-tall ex- excavator on the Palmetto Expressway before removing his clothes and claiming to be a serial killer. Uh, Who was eating police- Cheetos and sitting in a beanbag <laughs> chair. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Police found him staked standing naked on top of the construction vehicle, threatening to kill everyone. You know, what kind of society is it that we live in where a man can't stand naked on top of an excavator without having the law come down on it? What, I mean, that's, I mean <laughs> what happened to our... Without having the law come down on it. I mean, <laughs> standing there on an excavator naked, minding his own business, and people start coming down on him. I threaten to kill people, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, you think Poor as a guy. boy, you get to play with those excavating machines. You try to yeah. take it one step further, and what happens to you? Well, yeah, you know, and I've, I've been there. You know, the, the little at, at the park uh, where I used to live, uh, they had the little mini excavators for the kids, you know, and the little sand pit, and you could... You had a, a a a bucket excavator and everything, and I loved to play on those things. Um, yeah. um, of course, they banned me from the park. Apparently, doing it naked is is, is frowned upon. You can't do that. Na- but that's, so, yeah. that's where your love of Cheetos came from. Was at the park <laughs> right. as a young boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So number eight is uh, something that's really serious. When we talk about strangest, this certainly is strange, but uh, it's something that's very serious, especially being in the military and uh, having been uh, airborne, jump qualified. Uh, skydiver survives after being entangled under plane. And there are times, like especially in the military, when you jump with a static line, a static line is uh, hooked to a cable in the plane, and then the line is hooked to the back of your parachute. And as you jump out the door, the uh, static line pulls your parachute. Now, I don't think that this was a military jumper, basically a small plane with an entangled skydiver hanging under Mm -hmm. the aircraft for about an hour. I think two, two, two drops of pee would come out if that was me was able to land safely. The jumper only sustained bruises. But they call they call that getting hung up in the military. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you slap around the plane, man. But this guy was under the plane, and I guess he was hung up. But uh, that could have been very, very serious because, yeah. you know, if you finally get loose, it could uh, uh, have messed up your parachute. I don't know what exactly it was that entangled him, but... Uh, I got to tell you, man, when you jump, there is a lot of things to think about. I had to go to, to my reserve chute once. I had a partial inversion. Half my parachute was inverted. Uh, the other half was kind of inflated, so I had to kind of cut that away and 
and uh, oh, we're, we're still talking about your parachute, correct? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what, wasn't that a plot point in Rambo too? You know, he, he get hung up, his static line got hung up, and he uh, Sly had to slowly cut away all of his equipment. You know, so he's jumping into Vietnam with nothing but his knife. But <laughs> before. It's like he cut every piece of equipment he had off before he actually get to uh, the the uh, thing that had him entangling in the plane. Um, mm. So, uh, but of course, cutting the one thing you need to cut and then landing with all your weapons intact does not make for an entertaining movie. That's so, right. That's right. Um, that would have been a thirty-seven minute movie. That's right. That's right. Sly kills everyone. Roll into credits. That's right. Uh, a rattlesnake bit a man who tried to kiss it. Yeah, imagine that. Okay. Now, now, and it happened in all, I know this is going to shock you, this happened in Florida. Get out of here. Okay. Hold on to your, hold on to yourself. Uh, the sophisticates in Florida. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now the state of Florida is now an enemy of inside no, EMS. No, 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 no. Even Floridians know that there, there's always that guy. He is tanned like shoe leather. He wears cut-off jeans and flip-flops. He's got a mullet, even though there's nothing been on top of his head in the last 30 years. But he's still growing the party in the back, baby. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's got a can of slits in his hand, and he'll, he'll try to smooch a rattlesnake. Now, here's a pro tip for you, boys and girls. If you're going to kiss a rattlesnake, it needs to be the elderly ant kiss. You give it a little peck on the cheek, okay? Oh, you don't go for, not, it. Go for the lips? I repeat, I repeat, do not use tongue. See, that's where this guy went wrong. Those of us, uh, us rednecks who have practiced animal husbandry before realize that, <laughs> <laughs> that you can't, no, you can't use tongue. You, you can't use tongue. If you use tongue, you're going to get bit on your tongue, and that's not happy fun time like it would be with a human uh, that's a problem when it is with when it's with a, a rattlesnake. So you just a little peck on the cheek, you're you're probably okay. It's it's you know apparently he didn't he didn't understand rattlesnake ease for no means no. Yeah, craziness. Number yeah. six, woman who didn't oh, know she was pregnant gives birth on a sidewalk. I got to tell you, man, I now, see, I, I've I had. I think this is an unusual story. I think this is uh, this is days that end in Y in EMS. But see, you know, one of the things, though, is I've, I've had this happen on a couple of calls in my career. And recently, a friend of mine in Texas and, you know, following her on social media, she was um, going through a big weight loss thing uh, mm-hmm. for a year. I mean, she must have lost a hundred and some odd pounds throughout this whole process. And she was having some stomach issues during this uh, um, during this process. And she thought she had a kidney stone to find out that she was in labor. She got that was her one big stone. <laughs> she got she got her uh, uh, you know her normal womanly monthly. So there was no e- uh, evidence that she was late yeah. or anything like that. So I mean, I guess this does happen sometimes because. Uh, and this was an ex partner of mine who we sat in the ambulances uh, a lot of uh, a lot of days together. But uh, I've run a couple calls in my career, Kelly, over thirty years, where women didn't know they were pregnant. I have delivered at least four babies where it was supposedly an immaculate conception. You know, so I'm pregnant. I can't. No, no, it's not pregnant, immaculate you know? conception. There's a there's a conceiving <laughs> partner. They yeah, just they don't just know the outcome. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just didn't know the outcome. Now, now one of those four actually said she she said the phrase. Well, that's weird. That feels like my water breaking, but I can't be pregnant. And sure enough, she was. That's right. So the other three had, you know, had never had a baby before and apparently didn't know how that process worked. 
um, and, and they found out the hard way. How do you uh, how do you do that? What, what's that call, honey? We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a guest for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I remember in the emergency department, a little rural hospital one time, they had a woman in the ER, and she she came out to the nurse's desk and said, uh, uh, "Can you point me to your bathroom?" And I said, "Yes, it's a door right here next to the desk." So right next to the nurse's desk is a is a uh, uh, bathroom. So. You hear the woman in there, and you hear a flush. You don't hear the sink running. So like, oh, my. Oh, how nasty. Didn't wash her hands. So she leaves. And I'm just chatting it up with the nurse, uh, who was my, my wife at the time. Uh, and I happen to look, and there's a blood trail leading back to the bed. And I say, hey, Mary, that woman's bleeding. So she goes to check on the woman. I peek my head in the bathroom. There's a baby in the toilet with a load of poop on top of it. No. Just bobbing around, placenta, baby, poop, all this kind of stuff. Uh, good thing she didn't flush. Uh, we fished the little baby out and clamped and cut the cord and dried, warm position, suction, stimulate, all that kind of business. But uh, and, and the baby did fine. But it was like a that was one big five-pound bowel movement. You know, you have – you have an affinity for telling a story. I'm telling I mean, you, that's something just, you should, you know, you should send that like, to Reader's Digest. I mean, didn't, I think. I asked her, I said, didn't you notice anything? She said, well, I had periods the whole time. She said, I've always been kind of spotty and irregular. I didn't find anything unusual about it. I said, you didn't feel the baby move? Yeah, and yeah. she said, no. not." Mm. And, and, you know, I'm holding this little uh, uh, 40 minutes later, Apgar 10 baby who's doing jumping jacks in my arms. You know, like, you didn't feel this baby move. Right. All right. Next one, we got uh, we got another. Hey, Chris, I want to I want to tell me your weirdest. What pegged your weird crapometer in your career? I want to hear the Chris Sebolero special. What's the weirdest EMS call you've ever run? Statute of limitations probably passed, man. You can talk about it. Yeah. So um, it was really funny because I uh, ran a call on a guy <clears throat> who looked like he was beaten up. He looked like it was mm-hmm. an assault. And he was acting really weird. And uh, he said that he wanted to die. And I said, so what? who hit you? Tell us who hit you. I said, we're not the cops. You know, you tell us and we'll, and we will, um, you know, just keep it between us. And, uh, but we want to be able to make sure that they don't get you again. He goes, oh, mm-hmm. nobody hit me. He goes, I, was, I did this to myself. I said, well, how'd you do this to yourself? He goes, well, I hit myself with the, a cane or whatever it was. He had a stick and threw himself into the wall. And I said, well, why would you, would you do that? And he said, well, I was trying to die. I said, well, how are you going to die that way? He goes, well, I had taken two of my mom's nitroglycerin, and I was trying <laughs> to throw myself in the wall so I could blow up. <laughs> oh, that's great. Where's the kaboom? There's supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> so that was, uh, and it, I got to tell you though, the same woman I was just talking about, she was my partner on that call. Oh man, I, uh, I've, I've got a, a a friend, a good buddy in, in law enforcement, who's uh, was a pretty uh, popular blogger on the web. Let's tell stories of uh, of one of their chronic inebriates in his town who would get despondent and. Uh, drunk, uh, worried about his, his marital situation and go try, uh, amazing new ways to kill himself. And one time he rubbed himself down with bacon grease, stripped down naked and crawled into a pen full of emus trying to get him to peck him to death. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, but which reminds me of my 10.0 on the weird crap a meter story. I've, You're I've ostrich told story. this before the ostrich story, man. But 
the cotta to that one is uh, is uh, after the Otter story. I told this story in, in Birmingham, Alabama, about two people being killed with an by an ostrich, and uh, and um, the the hilarity that ensued when the doctor said that it didn't look like any ostrich attack he'd ever seen. Um, and I told that story in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was at an EMS conference and I was walking through the exhibit hall and the physio control rep tugs me on the sleeve and he said, Hey, Hey, that call you ran? Yeah. Yeah. The good, good friends with my grandparents. I was like, wait a minute, you knew these people. And it turns out that he was from the same town, grew up just down the street from, he remembered when that happened. So, um, boy, the, the, uh, um, Good thing the the statute of limitations had long since passed, but but a uh, small world out there, man. Yeah, amen to that. So uh, gives a whole new meaning to get an ostrich yeah. boots. But so so we, what's what's the last one, man? We, we, which one do you think is the most awesome one here? Well, we got uh, so we're at number we five. So we have we have four, three, two, one left. You see how I did that? That was math. Yeah, yeah. yeah those New York schools work well. They so there are three stories in this top ten strangest that have to do with Python. So I think the weirdest one here in the last uh, couple that are going, uh, that we have to talk about. I, I see in two. Indo- it's the number four story. Indonesia man swallowed whole by a Python. These Pythons are making wow. the rounds, man. You got rattlesnakes well, and Pythons all over the place. Well, you know, you know why, you know why it happened. Do I got to ask guy, why? Or are you just going to give me the punchline? Well, no, the guy had buns. Uh, the guy had buns because the anaconda don't want none if you ain't got buns on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was a python, you know, but whatever. Oh, well, Kelly Grayson you know. rapping here on Inside EMS, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I mean, so this guy disappeared. Villagers were searching for a 25-year-old man. man until they found scattered palm oil fruit, a picking tool, and a boot and an engorged 23-foot-long reticulated pythons i you know i I can only think this probably happened in in, you know tribal areas in indonesia where people are fairly small statured you know there's no chance of kelly grayson getting eaten by a python is what you're saying ain't ain't no python ain't no python can handle this man uh i'm uh i'm too much man yeah yeah, (laughs) for 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 them to swallow it's not gonna happen amen to that um so let's wrap this one up with this awesomeness here Paramedics save man after whole fish jumps down his throat. Um, note to self, you know, if you're if if you're, do, you know, if you want to do the old frat party trick where you swallow goldfish, that's one thing, but don't do it with a six inch long Dover sole. <laughs> this guy was joking around with this five and a half inch long fish, pretending he was going to put it in his mouth, and it wiggles and shot down his mouth. Uh, it took uh and and now imagine now the fish goes head first down your throat. Anybody that's ever held a fish that they've caught realize you can't pull them out backwards because the spines in their dorsal fins will will lodge. Uh, but the paramedic had to uh, the the paramedic had to uh, it took him six attempts um, to to get this fish out of this dude's throat. Can you imagine like? All right, well, what do we got here? All right, John, you get on chest compression, see if we can dislodge this. Somebody hand me the McGill's and holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah, literally holy mackerel. Yeah, yeah somebody get mackerel. me a suction and uh, can somebody get some hush puppies going? Yeah, here's some hush puppies and uh, a lemon wedge stat. 
Oh my God! But uh, hey, man, that's uh, that that that's a capper right there. That right right up there with uh, nitroglycerin uh, pills and and uh, ost- fatal ostrich attacks. Um, but hey, that's what we think. Uh, these are some pretty good calls on the weird crapometer. We'd like to hear what yours are. Share with us your most bizarre EMS tale. We're itching to hear about it. Share with us the war stories that begin with so no crap. There we were at the show at ems1.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And for myself and co-host Chris Ceballero, a weird man himself, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>